Hi, I'm Lucas. And I'm Brian. And this is the Quacks Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quacks Podcast, episode 42. I am your host, Lucas, along with my co-host, Brian. How's it going, Brian? It's good, man. 42. Every week, I'm surprised. It's just one number higher than it was the week before, but I'm always like, 42? I know. It's like it's like getting older, right? After a certain point, all I, the years just mesh even, together. Yep. I don't even tell people my birthday. <laughs> so we're going to do dental stuff today, but before we get into that, Brian, did you have a chance to listen to the uh, episode a couple couple episodes ago with uh, Eric Maddox at all? I did, and uh, I'm almost finished with it. Very intriguing stuff. Mm. Amazing stuff. I didn't... I actually was listening to it, and this is not... not I mean, because it was so... It doesn't matter what it is. I could be watching, you know, highlights of you know, the extra scenes of the Zabruder film, and I was still at a certain point fall asleep at night, so I kept on restarting it and restarting it. But I, by the end of it, I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" So I have to do it while I'm working out tomorrow. Gotcha, gotcha. But it was awesome, dude. I was impressed. Yeah, I was so glad that he agreed to come on. That was a, uh, a once in a lifetime chance. You how, know? Did, how did you do that? Well, I think like I, I said on the podcast, he interviewed me on his podcast. He's That's never right. published it That's yet. Right. Okay, but uh, you know, at the end, we had a good rapport, and I was just like, "Hey, man, you want to come on mine?" He's like, "Sure." So I felt really fortunate that that he did come on, and it, it is totally off topic, but it was totally worth it. It was great. Yeah, you're a good interviewer. You've got like a natural ability to do that and draw things out of people. I think I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I try and listen and, and ask pertinent questions and and things that I think are interesting or that I would want to know. Unteachable, my friend. You've got it. So today, uh, we're going to talk about dentistry and all the fun in that world. Ugh. It's something that gets talked about so much online. Uh, and basically, they tend to fall into two camps online. They're, and there's good supporting evidence of both camps, both theories. Uh, but, but what those theories broadly are is they're either the bacterial theory or the alkaline acidic theory. So the bacterial theory centers around like what bacteria are both in your mouth and in your gut. Mm -hmm. And the way you get better teeth is then you manipulate that bacteria either through probiotics or antibiotics or xylitol or, you know, whatever. Oil pulling. Yeah. That, that's actually an interesting one that might kind of, uh, be both. Okay. You know, uh, and then the alkaline acidic theory it centers around the mouth environment being acidic or not. And if you can change the acidity of the mouth environment, the enamel and gums can really heal. Mm. And you're going to find different proponents of both theories all across the internet with different protocols in each theory. So both theories kind of have some truth to them. But personally, I think the acid alkaline theory kind of holds more weight and is more straightforward. Well, I think that's an overall body, human body thing. You know, acidity and alkalinity as being a precursor or an understanding of, of better health in general. Yeah, there's the whole uh, you eat alkaline foods and avoid acidic foods right. thing. Um, this is a little more direct in that it's just your mouth, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I don't know how it attaches to that theory of in the body. Right. And so I think as far as, you know, manipulating the gut microbiome, you know, or taking oral pro probiotics, they can definitely affect your teeth, but I think it's a lot more guesswork and experimentation. Right. Whereas the alkaline acidic theory, there's some really concrete tips on what to do with that. Okay. So I, I will have some tips at the end about the microbiome, uh, but we're going to mostly focus on the alkaline acidic theory. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you two protocols. So one's natural 
and one's conventional uh, that I think are the best out there for supporting dental health, uh, as well as like healing the gums and, and cavities from, from bad practices. Okay. So the first protocol is from Dr. Gerard Judd. Uh, he was a dental researcher who had a PhD in chemistry, and he did a lot of experiments in his lab using teeth and different foods and chemicals. And, and with this knowledge, he wrote a book called Good Teeth from Birth to Death, which is out of print now, but there is a PDF version online uh, that will be in the show notes. So he had some very interesting findings that are a good possible explanation for certain problems with dentistry, but which as of yet have not been totally supported in experimentation. There's a lot of anecdotal confirmation of his ideas, which is mostly why I'm sharing his protocol. Mm -hmm. And there are many people who, you know, have been using his stuff for years and get no, no cavities and, and have recovered from, you know, decay and other problems, but it is, on the theoretical side, right? just so that people know that. So I'm going to give a summary of his points, and I'll mention some of these interesting findings uh, as we go. So point number one, take 1,000 milligrams calcium with vitamin D, uh, supplement with milk, cheese, nuts, and eggs. So this is just basic nutrition information. Okay. Um, I'd also add vitamin K in there as well, because vitamin K is uh, directly responsible for driving calcium into your bones. And vitamin D, yeah, yeah, that too. Vitamin K even more so yeah. than vitamin D. And so there are a lot of reports of people using vitamin K to heal their teeth. Okay. Uh, part of why the, actually the microbiome theory holds water is because there are bacteria in the gut that produce vitamin K, which is you know has a healthy impact on your teeth. That's good. Yeah, so I'd also add in, just personally, I'd add in avoiding vitamin A. My teeth became much stronger the less vitamin A I took. And there is this reoccurring theme I see online where people's teeth fall apart after they add liver or pate into their diet in large amounts. Ugh. Yeah. Because your teeth are like, get me the hell out of here more than anything. <laughs> well, pate is not bad, right? <sighs> no? Not for me. Well, I mean, you're asking a, a plant eater here. That's, that's true. But I mean, I was never a pate guy. Okay. Uh, during Christmas, we always have pate on these little crunchy breads and it was, it was just good man i don't know i, I but think the my grandparents used to do that but we never had that um in my house growing up yeah i would have thrown it at the wall <laughs> all right <laughs> so vitamin a it, it will pull calcium from the bones if it's not balanced out with vitamin d and many people have low vitamin d levels yes we know this yeah epically epically so point number two uh take one sixth of a teaspoon of monosodium phosphate in one liter of water per day so teeth are made of calcium phosphate. So, so getting bioavailable uh, phosphate is important for dental health. I'm not really sure how important this tip really is, though, because we generally get a lot of phosphate from meat and other nutritional sources. Yeah. Um, so I'd say this is probably like the least useful of his recommendations. Yeah. How does the how do the teeth absorb that? That's well, not directly, but okay. you know, you absorb it in your gut. Yeah. It's just making sure you have enough phosphate. Okay. Yeah. So point number three: rinse acid and soda pop off teeth. As soon as possible, tart acids destroy enamel rapidly. Damn it. <laughs> so Dr. Jude's main contention is that the acid in our diets and our mouth environment is what's causing dental problems. Uh, our teeth will naturally remineralize over time if we have adequate calcium and fat solubles in our diet. But if our mouth is constantly acidic, that re remineralization uh, will not take place. So he would say after any meal with acidic foods like uh, lemons, grapefruit, oranges, pineapple, uh, kiwi, tomatoes, vinegar, 
uh, cider, chewable vitamin C. Yeah. Basically all the acidic stuff. We should rinse our mouth out to get the acidity neutralized and our enamel remineralizing. That makes sense. Yeah. Perfect sense. You know what's interesting is Dr. Judd didn't think that sugar was bad for the teeth. Really? Yeah. So in his experiments in his lab, sugar was not acidic enough to break down calcium phosphate. And so he didn't actually think sugar was all that bad. Hmm. Which is kind of cool. Don't tell my daughter. Yeah. And this doesn't mean that eating a lot of sugar is good for your teeth. Sugar, it, it is a metabolic stimulant and that will use up more minerals in a body. So maybe there's a connection there. But I did see reports of people who were fine eating sugar once they started following some of Dr. Judd's recommendations. Okay. So point number four, avoid all fluoride products. Avoid current toothpastes. They contain fluoride, chalk, silica, methyl benzoate, red and blue dyes, soap, mixing mixing agents, and glycerol. So Dr. Judd is not a fan of fluoride, and he takes the uh, extreme position that fluoride is actually harming your teeth. I've heard that many times. By It breaks down enzymes in your mouth, so, so he's adamantly against using it at all. Not to mention the fact that it's being, it's a pretty much a known carcinogen at this time in high amounts. Yeah, and, and I used to think that fluoride was bad for your teeth, and like I, I think having it in your drinking water is unexcusable. And the type of fluoride they use is terrible. It's ridiculous. But I have used a fluoride mouthwash before and had some sensitivity go away. So I, I've kind of... Do you think it was the fluoride, though, that caused that or the other ingredients in the mouthwash? That's a good point. That's a good question. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah. So point number five. Take 4,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day. Uh, sodium, sodium ascorbate is the most absorbable kind. Uh, to make it, you add one teaspoon of vitamin C and a half teaspoon baking soda to one inch of water. You let it fizz, and then you dilute it with water and drink it down. Ooh, down the hatch. So this point, I think, is really crucial. Uh, vitamin C has heaps of evidence showing how important it is for gum health. If your gums are in bad shape, taking more vitamin C long term should be like the first thing you do. Uh, as the evidence is super strong, and there are a lot of anecdotal reports that it works. But just remember, vitamin C is a bit acidic, so you'd need to wash your mouth out uh, after doing something like this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I use, just as a side note, um, I use at least several times a week my uh, food-grade peroxide in a diluted solution. Because I've had a lot of people come into the store, just, I mean, like old, old people that still have like very low gum uh, recession or whatever you want to call it. And and their teeth are impeccable and they swear by it and say that they don't get cavities. And my mouth is racked with cavities. So I'm trying to neutralize that in the best way. And I'll tell you what, man, my mouth never feels better than after I I mouthwash with that stuff. Nice. Do you know what percentage it is? Like how strong it is? Well, see, I'll do two, because I keep it in my fridge at all times, two thirds distilled water in a dropper bottle to one-third solution of the 35% um, peroxide. And then I will take a dropper of that and put it in maybe a half ounce of water. And then, okay. I'll, and then I'll swish that around. And you'll feel it. It'll tingle a little bit, and then I'll gargle with it. And I'll, But I'm telling you, do that for a couple minutes, and it's like I just had my teeth cleaned. Yeah, so that's probably like 5 or 6%, probably percentage-wise. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Cool. But it's amazing. Maybe higher. But I, I don't know if it's a different solution than what they're using at CVS. All I know is that my mouth feels impeccable. But I have been told with composite fillings, mm. which I have, 
which is another whole angle to this mouth care thing, hmm. um, thinking about taking those out and people who do get them removed. So when you say composite, what do you mean? Uh, amalgam? Mercury. Yeah, amalgam. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, the amalgams are, are yeah, mercury yeah, yeah. films. I get you. Um, and uh, I know that those are dangerous. You know, there's leaching of the mercury into your mouth, obviously, and I, who knows if that's leading to other health issues that I've had. Yeah. Heart, mm. cognition, whatever it is. Um, but I've heard that it actually breaks those down, so you have to be really careful to use that solution too much because oh. of the off-gassing and some of the other mercury poisoning effects that you may, as a result of using the, the food-grade hydrogen peroxide, which is very acidic, but acts as an alkaline. Yeah, I, I've heard recently the what is it called the dentist i don't know whatever their ruling body is called starting to recognize the fact that amalgam will leach mercury out of your teeth because because they've maintained oh, the position now yeah they've maintained the position for years that that the amalgam seals are airtight and once they're in there you know there's no possible mercury getting out of them there's drift it's like any dentist will tell you there's drift it will low it will Mercury is heavy. It will drop in through the tooth. It will keep moving. It keeps moving throughout your entire life. Unless mm. you've got some kind of super socket um, that fights mercury. I've heard that it's kind of impossible to keep that from happening. Yeah, and, and then as soon as they pull it out of your mouth, it becomes a biohazard. Totally. You know, you, there's all kinds of regulations to prevent it from getting into the groundwater. Oh, my God. And, and they're in our mouth. I know, I know. It's It's ridiculous. So I've been terrified, though, because I heard improper removal yes. could be treach. Yes. That's short for treacherous. It could be not good, hashtag treach, and that's why I've kind of avoided it. <laughs> I'm terrified because they're like, oh, they got to put that dental dam in your mouth, and then they have a canvas thing that they put over your head, and you wear a burqa, and then you got all this <laughs> stuff. And I was like, what? So I just imagine this radioactive suit that they're putting me in, and I come out <laughs> looking like I'm in Han Solo Carbonite. So I'm terrified of it, but it needs to happen. Yeah, I know a good dentist who can do it. All right, well, give me that info after. Yeah, they'll. I mean, they do have to have the vacuum to make sure they get the fumes and all that stuff. But yeah, it's also know, $9 million. They specialize in it. Yeah, it, it is a little pricey, I think. But I mean, you can't, like everybody always says, the old adage, you can't put a price on good health. That's true. Unless you're getting your mouth done and then it's $16,000. <laughs> <laughs> then you can't put a price on it. <laughs> yeah. So point number six was uh, take the RDA of all the vitamins and minerals. And that's just basic, you know, you need all their vitamins and minerals in your diet. Yeah. So point number seven is brush your teeth with a bar of soap only, digging out all the trapped food with a sharpened toothpick. So what? Yeah. So this is probably the main recommendation of Dr. Judd and what the whole protocol hinges on. I should have swore more as a kid. <laughs> I wouldn't have any cavities. Right? So Dr. Judd says that regular toothpastes contain glycerin, which in his experiments sticks to your teeth and prevents remineralization from occurring. Yeah. So he said to get glycerin off teeth, you have to rinse them over 20 times and this prevents your enamel from healing. And there's one study from 2005 that suggests glycerin has a negative impact on enamel. And I'll link to that. Okay. So the evidence is very light. But nonetheless, this is Dr. Jud Judd's, Jude or Judd's contention. So what you want to do is you want to get a glycerin-free soap, because they put glycerin in soap too, uh, and use that to scrub your teeth instead of toothpaste. I am not on board with this. I'm just going to say that right away. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So the soap, it will disinfect your teeth, and it'll get all the oils and other food particles off your teeth, and then allow them to remineralize. 
And Dr. Judd says, brushing your teeth with a bar of soap will heal gum disease over time, uh, and cavities will also heal, and they'll stop occurring, maybe even fill in. And tooth acne will never be better in that, your mouth. That's right. <laughs> so I actually tried this for around a year. What? Yeah. I brushed with a bar of soap. I think I used Dr. Bronner's. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it has to be a bar. It can't be liquid. Uh, my results were kind of mixed. So at the time, switching over to the bar of soap from using a natural toothpaste that had glycerin, it actually really helped with tooth sensitivity. I was actually really surprised how much better my teeth felt when I switched over. I really thought, like, man, this is this bar of soap thing, this is for me. However, over time, I noticed that my teeth became more yellow. So I think soap lacks a grinding agent like silica or calcium and that lets stains build up right. over time. So after a year, I switched back to a toothpaste with glycerin, and I'll probably go back and forth between them as time goes on just to get the grinding agent at times. Knowing you is like going for a walk in the dark woods. I don't know what's coming next, <laughs> but I'm really scared. <laughs> it's not that bad. As long as you don't brush your tongue, it doesn't taste that bad. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I got to go start looking for some Irish Spring. Um, but, but this is when people talk about Dr. Judd's protocol, they usually talk about this aspect of it. And there are so many accounts of people online switching to soap as a toothpaste and having lots of their dental problems go away. You can't argue with that. And some people swear. Well, you can't, but some people swear by it. <laughs> I'm going to try, though. You know, and so all you do is you just wet your toothbrush and swish it across the soap bar several times and then just go to town. Wow. I'm just going to go out and say that the best toothpaste that I, I mean, they had like three ingredients. And if you guys remember Burt's Bees, they're still around. Burt doesn't own the company anymore. I don't even know if he's around. No. I think he might be dead, but I don't know either. I heard a podcast on him. I can't remember when he, I think he died. Okay. Well, he of bee stings, which is weird, but Burt's Bees. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Burt's, start the rumor guys. Uh, Burt's Bees had a toothpaste and they had two different flavors. It was bentonite clay though that they were using mm. as kind of abrasion. And I was in love with this stuff. Cinnamon and mint. There was like literally three ingredients. And then it just disappeared when they sold the company. It was working too well. I always think, well, it's working too well. It's a conspiracy. Why would they get rid of something that was so good and so natural? What were the other ingredients? It was like cinnamon stick in bentonite clay, and it was very little. Very, I mean, literally okay. a few. Uh, I, we could look it up on the internet. You could, you could make this. I, I could. You're right. You got a business idea. And I've, now I feel terrible. Yes, I the could. The dentist make it. will come after you, though, in the night. <sighs> Again. <laughs> so, point number eight uh, be careful crunching hard materials such as corn kernels and ice. Uh, your teeth can break. And point number nine, for infections in the gums, take antibiotics for three days along with vitamin C and peroxide. So those last couple points are pretty self-explanatory. I love the peroxide for that. Yeah. I have healed many an internal mouth sore issue, canker sores, any of that stuff, gum lining with the peroxide. Nice. Yeah. Well, he was, he was about it. Sweet. He thought it was good. All right, Dr. Judd. So if I had to sum up the protocol, it would be use soap to brush your teeth and rinse your mouth out often after eating. Uh, and do those couple things along with uh, nutritional tips like vitamin C, and you should see some results. And if you're on the fence, throw a couple F-bombs out and then wash your mouth out with the soap. It'll be like a Pavlov's dog response, and your teeth will never be better and never be more yellow, according to... <laughs> as far Lucas as natural Hubbard. protocols go, I think this is a pretty good one to try. Okay. But there are a lot out there. Yeah. Uh, as I was like searching, there are so, so, so many different tips to try. This episode was actually a bit tough to put together just because of all the different protocols that people are trying and sometimes having success with. Yeah. 
So I want to list a couple of those that I thought were cool. Yes. That are short. So there was this guy who used salt to heal his teeth. Okay. So this is what he said. He says, I used a strong sea salt solution and rinsed three to five times a day. My teeth transformed from translucent to solid in just a couple weeks on this regimen. Is he an alien? Translucent? Well, you know, his teeth were getting thin. You can kind of see through them. Oh, God. Yeah, it was. I guess it was bad. Okay. So he says, ancient cultures from China to Egypt have been using sea salt to maintain exquisite dental health for thousands of years. Sea salt creates supercharged saliva. The salt has the same minerals saliva would regularly have, only in greater quantities. And since saliva is the main principle through which the teeth remineralize, the effect is going to be immensely better. I put like half a teaspoon of salt in my mouth, then sip a bit of water. If it burns too much, the resulting solution is quite strong. Hmm. So I've never tried this, but it's so simple, and supposedly you should see results in a few weeks. I thought it was worth worth an experiment. Totally. Somebody wants to try it. And now there's also a lot of people using activated charcoal. Yes. Activated charcoal binds with tannins, which stain your teeth. So some people are, you know, getting whiter teeth from activated charcoal. It's super popular right now. Super Mm. awesome. Uh, Just one little warning. Activated charcoal can be pretty abrasive. So using it continually may end up eroding down your enamel. That might be something to watch out for. So intermittently. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. So because this abrasiveness is actually a real problem, with many of the newer products out there, like different tooth powders, uh, sodium bicarbonate, different types of clay, all all are can be pretty abrasive to the teeth. So you can use them for a while for polishing and get ridding, getting rid of stains. But like long term, you may just end up weakening your teeth. I, I would read reviews on Amazon for whatever you're using and just check the negative reviews to see if people are complaining about increased sensitivity and enamel erosion. You just want to watch out for that. Totally. Yeah. Uh, There's also oil pulling. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, which is when you swish some type of oil, like olive oil or coconut oil, in your mouth for 15 minutes or so, and this gets the saliva in there. So maybe there's some like remineralization in there. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. What have you heard about it? I've heard the same, but I've heard even longer than 15 minutes. I mean, I've heard some people that have to do it for half an hour, you know, do that to pull, uh, getting the bacterial content off the teeth and pulls whatever out of there. Um, Dr. Ginger, if you're familiar with her line of, of toothpaste, that uh, they were basically created on that principle. And she's got a mouthwash that's a, a coconut oil mouthwash that I have that's amazing. Mm. It's all I can do not to actually swallow it. <laughs> um, nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, oil pulling is not something that I... It's not a patience thing. I just haven't taken the half an hour to do that. Okay. Um but uh, I've I've heard a lot of people come into the store and, and sing its praises. Yeah, totally. I've tried it a few times and I didn't I didn't notice much. So. Yeah, yeah. Maybe something you got to keep doing. Probably. But then there's all the xylitol argument too. That xylitol. That I mean, they're putting that in so many different toothpaste and and, and mouth products because they're saying that the bacteria or the plaque has a hard time. It, it coats the teeth and makes it impossible or hard for the the teeth to actually adhere or the plaque or bacteria to adhere to the tooth. Yeah, xylitol is actually a part of the second protocol okay. we're going to talk about. Okay. But basically, the, the main theme of all these natural protocols is to neutralize mouth acidity, increase saliva production, and that'll do the healing. Yep. Uh, on the microbiome theory side, the basic theme is to kill bad bacteria in the mouth and promote good bacteria in the gut. Okay. 
But there's also a conventional protocol, not natural, that I think is worth considering. Mm. So this is from Dr. Ellie Phillips, and she's a dentist with over four decades of experience in the US, UK, and Switzerland. Her oral health protocol uses non-natural products, meaning stuff you can get at like Walgreens. Uh, I mention her because her program is incredibly effective, and there are countless testimonials online that uh, following her system, you know, reverse tooth decay, prevented more cavities from cropping up. And I actually incorporated a few of these elements into my own routine, and they helped sensitivity I was having after I stopped the soap. So you've got sensitive teeth. I mean, what does that mean? You're, they're crying very easily? And, uh, like, what, no, what, what are just, the symptoms? Uh, it just feels like... Uh, it's hard to describe. It just your teeth feel very sensitive, um, like tingly. Yeah, a little tingly, or like you know, if you if you rub something against them, you'd be like, "Ooh, ow!" Okay, you know, you kind of back off a little bit. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? No, no. I've had that in the past. I've had that, you know, maybe once or twice. Had that that sensation. So okay, I, I can see it if it was an ongoing issue being very concerning. Yeah, it's annoying. So there's five steps to her protocol. And I've included in the show notes a PDF that has more details of all these if you need to print them out. So the first step is what you mentioned was xylitol gum or mints and using these on a daily basis. So Dr. Ellie says xylitol will help loosen plaque, protect from acidity, and help remineralize your teeth. Xylitol is best used frequently throughout the day after meals and snacks. And xylitol is interesting because uh, it is affecting the mouth microbiome. And if you swallow it, theoretically, the gut microbiome too. Uh, and there is some evidence that xylitol is healthy and effective for dental health, but not a lot. So, and you know. for those of you who don't know what xylitol it is, it's a sweetener that's derived from alcohol, essentially, right? Yeah, it's pretty a, much. So yeah. it's like a sugar alcohol that they derive from some type of wood. I want to say. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like birch or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the second through the fifth steps are all performed once in the morning and once before bed, and you want to do all these steps in one go without rinsing your mouth with water in between steps. So step number two is rinsing your mouth with closest mouthwash. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. And this is a mouthwash that will get your mouth into a neutral pH. Uh, You don't want to brush your teeth with an acidic mouth environment as that's going to soften your teeth and make them more susceptible to erosion from toothpaste. So this mouthwash will will kill oxygen-hating bacteria in your mouth that cause bad breath and gum disease Mm. and get that pH neutralized. Okay. So you're going to want to rinse with this mouthwash for around a minute. Um, And I actually really like this step and kind of making sure your teeth are not softened by acid before brushing. So I do this one myself. Okay. Step number three is brushing your teeth. And Dr. Ellie recommends the original cavity protection Crest toothpaste. This is like the old school version, you know, without all the new whitening gizmos, Uh, I don't know if you can even find it in a store. Crest Classic. Yeah, I could be wrong. Uh, I know it's online. But the formula has silica, which is not too abrasive, as well as sodium fluoride, which is, quote-unquote, the best version of fluoride. Mm. Uh, If you're going to use it, I guess some of the new fluorides are combined with tin and will actually darken your teeth, but this one won't. (sighs) Step number four is rinsing with the original Listerine. Now... The green stuff. Actually, the yellow stuff. Oh, that's right. Oh, God. That was the ridge. It's bad. Uh, you don't want any of the new Listerines that don't have alcohol or have other things added. The original Listerine actually has essential oils. It's got thymol, menthol, and eucalyptus. And it's actually more gentle on your teeth than some of the 
uh, baking soda or, you know, peroxide rinses out there, some, some of which can be a little rough. Yeah, it can. The whole point of this step is basically to destroy any lingering bacteria that may be around after brushing. But the, the rinse is acidic. So that leads us to point five. And I'll just say an aside, I bought a bottle of the original Listerine to try it out uh, when I read her thing a while ago. That stuff is strong. Like it hurts your mouth. I, I, this funny thing is I probably haven't smelled that stuff in 30 years. And just talking about it, I can smell it clear as day. <laughs> I can taste it in my mouth. I'm wincing. And oh my goodness. It's like 30% alcohol or something ridiculous. And then you add these essential oils that are super minty or <laughs> potent. And it's just like, oh, it just burns so bad. <laughs> it's, it's like a Christmas party in your mouth. Yeah. So step five is to rinse with ACT original anti-cavity non-alcohol mouthwash. And I actually do use this mouthwash, even though it has very small amount of fluoride in it. It's great for sensitivity. Like nothing else has been better wow. for tea sensitivity than this. It, it gets the pH in your mouth away from the acidic environment, from the Listerine, and it freshens your breath. It kind of seals your teeth up. And if you can avoid eating or drinking for 30 minutes after rinsing with this, it will work even better. Fantastic. Yeah. So I, I like it a lot. I mean, I, it's outside the natural natural channel, but it is good. It's working. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So those are the five steps by Dr. Ellie uh, that get rave reviews from all over the internet. So if you are really struggling with your teeth, you know, doing that protocol for a few months might make a huge difference. And we'll have a link to that. So the last thing I want to mention is the Calcium Therapy Institute. They sell these interesting strips that you put in your mouth and infuse your teeth and gums with calcium and zinc. And they're very inexpensive. And I've read a lot of positive feedback from people getting relief using these strips. I haven't used them myself. <laughs> I, I want to at some point. Right. Uh, but I'm just going to put a link for their site in there. Uh, if it's interesting to you, you can go take a look. Yes. Yeah. thought those were cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So anyway, that that's kind of my primer on dental health. But I... I know you have a, a kind of a story about root canals or something like that. It's kind of off topic because we haven't really talked about root stuff, but I will say that I wish that this stuff would have been available. My daughter was born with extremely porous teeth and she was breastfeeding and the, the breast milk is actually ex has a ton of sugar in it. So she would fall asleep at night with still breast milk in her mouth and it was literally eating her teeth away. I mean, as her teeth were coming in, they looked like stalactites and stalagmites. It wow. was, it was, I was freaked out. I was like, I knew you should have had more vitamins while you were pregnant. But it was, <laughs> but it turns out that she does have a condition. Um, and her little brother, actually, who is not mine, has the same thing. But um, she had so much trauma from going to the, at such, I mean, it was like putting her in the chair and, she still has PTSD, and I'm sure we bought this dentist a boat or two. <laughs> oh, um, man. But she, so we rough. can't even drive by that old dentist place, and her teeth, I've just never seen anything like it. So all of these things sound like something that I wish I would have known about because, I mean, anything totally. we could have done to help protect the teeth when you think that you have no options but to go to the dentist and have them either carve the decay out or they were painting, they were literally because it was so having so rapidly, they would have to paint her teeth basically with like a tooth version of whiteout. Whoa. And to stop some of this happening. And, and it was so crazy. But we, oh my God, I couldn't even stay in the room. It was so traumatic. And she would be screaming and they'd have a team holding her arms and her legs. It was like Dr. Oh. Mengele working on her. It was, it was terrible. But um, so that's why I, I, I say that I wish I would have known about a little of this. Um, and totally. I'm going to pass this on now 
to her her mom and her little brother in hopes of this actually helping because I wish I would have heard. I mean, this is amazing. Every time I come here, I'm finding out some new information that seems like it's going to help me or help other people in my life. And I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah. So what I, I want to talk about the root canal, though. I know hey. it's off topic, but I want to. I just want to touch on it because I have some stuff on it, too. Okay. Well, just because I had done so much research, I had a cracked molar in the back of my mouth. Um, the mushers, you know, the, the munchers. And mm. I, I was pretty reticent about, um, you know, having it pulled and, and was looking at all my options. But the more I was looking at it and how much it was throwing off people's, all this research coming out about root canals and links to cancer. And I already have that in my family. So I was spooked and I said, I'm not going to miss the molar that much. So I went in to get it pulled. Yeah. Thinking it was going to be a simple, you know, snatch and grab. And uh, this guy, I went into the dentist and they numbed me up real good several times because it takes takes a while for me to take I mean, to feel that or not feel that the lidocaine. Uh, yeah, and um, he came in with a clamp and started yanking on my tooth, and he was not getting it out. And this thing was already pre cracked; it was cracked. Um, and he's working on it and I literally see him sweat on his brow and he's, I can't feel anything, but I can definitely feel the pressure of my head getting pulled left and right from him. I'm going to go, dude, you're going to rip my jaw out. And I'm immediately regretting my decision to do this. I go, this is telling me, is it too late for the root canal? <laughs> is it too late? Yeah, it's too late. So he's got this thing and then he goes back to get this other wrench and the, the nurse is behind him for like moral support. And I'm freaking out going, oh my God, he's going to rip my jaw. He's going to rip parts of my mouth. I'm going to need reconstructive surgery. It took him like 20 minutes to get, the, you know, just from pulling after the, the pre stuff. He got it out and he's like, man, I think you pardon my French, fucked up. The doctor said this. I think you fucked up my golf game for good. What? And he was showing me his hand. He was like, I, I can't feel my hand from trying to pull that tooth out. But I was into it and I didn't, there was nothing, I didn't want to go through another process of having to go in and smash the tooth up and pull the pieces out. And we were there and he was like, okay, I appreciate your business, but if your teeth are this impacted, please do not come back again oh because I'll goodness. never play golf the same way again. And I was like, okay, but what about pain meds? And he goes, okay, here's your script. And we were, <laughs> we're cool again after that. But, <laughs> but, but I, I have PTSD from the situation, and yeah. it took a lot for me to get in that chair. And I will probably think again about getting a tooth pulled next time. It's, it's an interesting dilemma of whether to get your tooth pulled or whether to get a root canal. Because I think in the past it would have been easy root canal, but there are a lot of people whose root canals have caused them chronic illness. You know, they've trapped some infection in there. Completely. And, you know, this infection is just throwing off waste products and they can't get out of their terrible situation. It's an endless cycle. And then they get a bold and they feel great. So it's, it's a tough decision. I felt great. Okay. I did feel great. It's still weird, you know, putting your tongue there and not uh -huh. have anything there but it's so funny because there was a socket there and i'm sure people here and plenty of people have had their teeth but because it was a molar and it was such a huge tooth and this gaping hole in the back of my mouth our mouth and the regenerative properties of our body are amazing because you can't even tell i put it just feels like gum up there now it was a mm. giant hole how did the gum fill in I, I don't know how that works but i'm so glad i took that route yeah there is one risk when you do get your teeth pulled is that your jaw will pull you know, your mouth will form differently mm. or your jaw will elongate or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's really expensive, but if you can get a, 
a fake one put in. Right. I know they're like three G's each or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not cheap. Yeah. And I don't know what the process is now that that hole is filled in. If they're going to have to dig into my gum or they what. Would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. You're probably good. I'm so good. And there's, you know, if you ask the, the traditional Chinese medicine, they would say there's meridians going through there through your teeth, you know, attached to different organs. And so, oh, you know, great. you messed up your spleen because you removed the spleen tooth or something like that. I don't know. Oh, thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Right Just wanted to give you all the information. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to the dentist last time, they actually did like this whole head scan. Uh-huh. And one thing he showed me that was really weird was that my top teeth, the roots of those molars go f- deep into my sinuses. So he's like, it, he's seen you know, teeth that go deeper into the sinuses than this, but not many. So he's like, you got to take care of those top teeth because oh, if they wow. pull those, you're going to have these gaping holes in your sinus. Oh my I'm God. Like, oh, that sounds awful. Well, my dad was so against steadfast against pain medication, like weirdly wouldn't take like aspirin. He was bizarre. So he had to go, he had four impacted wisdom teeth. Went in, I remember this clear as day when I was a kid, went in, they didn't even, he didn't even get a local. Oh, man. What a nutcase. <laughs> so about halfway through, they get, he's like, I got to take a local. At the very least, I got to take a local as this guy's ripping and the roots were wrapped around his jaw. Oh, no. Oh, it was a nightmare. He was in there for hours on end. He passed out a couple times, I guess, the doctor, oh my from the pain and stuff. I was like, you're a lunatic. So when I go time, I'm 18 years old. And they're like, you got to get your wisdom teeth out. I think I started crying <laughs> on the spot, just remembering my dad with 18 ice bags on his face, you know, going, you know. But little did I know he was a stubborn cuss and, and didn't want to. <laughs> and he did it anyway. Dude, that's so funny. My dad did the same thing. He went in to get a cavity done. He's like, yeah, I don't need I don't need the numbing. And he came out like he had PTSD, man. He was a different man. He's like, what? I think it messed me up in Why? some deep way. I'm like, what? Why would you do that? Oh, my God. Men of the 70s and 80s are insane. <laughs> they were better men. They were stronger men. <laughs> cool, man. So that's all I got for dental health. Get Got you guys a couple protocols that are that are pretty good and and some other random stuff i love it all right so quackspodcast.com if you are interested in learning anything more about the show quackspodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a question or have a suggestion i think next week we're going to do testosterone replacement therapy Mm. got a good episode on that i'm working on right now so nice that's all i got i love it man thank you for sharing no problem brother talk to you soon be well